Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton, joined by Ethan Epstein, Associate Editor of the Weekly Standard. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Fine. Thank you. So you're writing at the website weeklystandard.com today about how the uh, tech world is trying to insulate itself from all of the legislative pressures they're facing right now due to Russian interference in the 2016 campaign interference that was run often through social media sites one way or another. And uh, this is producing some odd reactions by the tech giants. Yes, I believe this is what the technical term for it is CYA. Uh, So the uh, tech companies are basically furiously trying to Uh, I'd say please people in Washington by taking actions that would seem to make it harder for Russia to influence uh, the news environment here. So the first big example of that was Twitter uh, said it would no longer accept advertising from uh, Sputnik and RT, which are both news organizations that are 100% owned and funded by the Kremlin. And now uh, Google has announced it's going to go a step further and do something called delist RT and Sputnik. And now what this would do is it would remove their articles from the Google News page and uh, make it essentially impossible to turn up RT and Sputnik articles through Google searches. And as people probably know, actually search engine traffic is a very large supplier of uh, readers to news sources. So this actually would have a pretty deleterious effect on their traffic, I would imagine. So good riddance to bad trash or not? Well, I mean, I look, I, I think it sets a worrying precedent. I mean, Google uh, controls over 90% of search engine traffic globally. So it's essentially a monopoly. And it's saying that it uh, is willing to censor a certain news organization that is unpopular right now, that, that it doesn't like, and that for political reasons, it makes sense to censor. I, you know, in this particular case, we might not want RT and Sputnik to get their message out, uh, but I think it has troubling implications for what it says, A, about Google's power, and B, its willingness to wield that power. So this is, you know, imagine that we had um, one company that dominated the newsstand business back in the days when paper copies of things were just put on display for people to browse. And the company that owned the newsstand business franchise decided that this, that, and the other publications were not to be seen. Exactly. And I think, uh, you know, there's a particular worry for conservatives here because, as we all know, the if not the, the capitalist values, but the, uh, I'd say, the social values of uh, the Silicon Valley companies tend to be liberal. I mean, they tend to be pro-open borders, pro-gay marriage, pro-trans rights, etc., and if Eric Schmidt, has, uh, who's the Google chairman, has now set this precedent whereby they're willing to suppress news organizations that they don't like, uh, what's to stop them three years from now from uh, saying we're not going to put this conservative site on our search engine anymore? So I, I do think you know, people can rah-rah about how RT and Sputnik are going are gonna to be hurt by this. And personally, I'm quite concerned for Larry King, the esteemed RT host, uh, but I, I, now, there's a reason right there to, <laughs> yeah. 
take yeah. RT off the yeah, airwaves exactly. officially. <laughs> yes. Uh, although a friend of mine did said, are we sure it's Larry King and, and it's not a hologram at this point? Uh, no, a hologram would look better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, well, then I suggested they're actually doing Weekend at Larry's, like Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I think uh, we should think hard about the kind of power that Google can exert at this point. Any chance that uh, this is going to be followed by similar actions taken by other tech companies? Well, you know, we've already seen, uh, as I said, Twitter as well. And of course, Facebook would kind of complete the holy grail there. So, uh, And they, of course, have come under a lot of pressure over their alleged spreading of fake news. So no, I, I do think more is probably to come. And we've seen that the tech companies aren't exactly beyond tailoring what they do to make nice with the political environment they're in, particularly in China. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was Yahoo that was first in essentially kowtowing to the demands of the Chinese. This would have been about 20 years ago. I remember one particular ignominious event where they actually turned over the email uh, the, the actual emails of a dissident to the Chinese government. Um, and uh, the other tech companies are, are desperate to get into China, too, and they've been willing to um, they've been willing to compromise on what they claim are their core values. The irony is that despite all that, China still doesn't let them in. Be, uh, and that's more of a protectionist economic thing. China has has blocked uh, Facebook and Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, from the mainland. And as a result, <laughs> Uh, these clones of those companies have risen up in China. Uh, so it's been kind of a protectionist move on their part. So it's going to be interesting to see what ways the tech companies morph in the U.S. where they have largely been unregulated and have, if anything, had regulations that took responsibility away from them for content, yep. allowed them to say, we're merely the platform. We don't produce the content. We just deliver it. As we see political pressures in the U.S. mount to push back against that, we may see some very creative things from the tech companies. Yeah, I mean, I think we're at the beginning of kind of a wholesale reappraisal of what tech companies are. And there's an argument to be made that at this point, they're essentially public utilities. And as such, they can expect to be regulated as such. And advertising companies, you know, the, the law generally um, treats commercial speech in a way that's different from non-commercial mm. speech. And when these companies are basically clearly companies that are built around monetizing through advertising yep. information that they've gleaned about you, that perhaps takes away some of the protections they may have, may have assumed they have. Here's hoping. Ethan Epstein, Associate Editor of The Weekly Standard, thanks for joining us on The Daily Standard Podcast. Thank you. 